Rabbi Ashlag wrote many introductions to the Kabbalah. Each one is different from the others, and quite honestly, they can hardly be called introductions in the usual sense of the word, comprising, as they do, expositions of the principles of spirituality and our relationship with God. In his introduction to the work he wrote on the commentary of the Ari, the Panim Mi'irotu Masbirot, Rabbi Ashlag looks at the events of Adam and Eve whilst they were in the Garden of Eden. He tells us that prior to Adam and Eve eating from the Tree of Knowledge, their being was quite different from the bodies we have today. And the way they related to the world around them was likewise different. In the Garden of Eden, things were what they looked like. A person's senses did not lie to him. And Adam and Eve were guided by their sense of sweet and bitter. That is to say, they could rely on their feelings by all their senses to tell them about the essence of any matter. If it was sweet, that meant it was good. If it was bitter, it was bad. We can still see this phenomenon sometimes in animals. They are drawn naturally to eat what is good for them, and they keep naturally away from what is bad, providing their environment is reasonably natural and non-polluted. However, once Adam and Eve had eaten the apple of the tree of knowledge and had taken inside themselves the aspect of the will to receive oneself alone, their bodies changed and the soul that was once the one eternal soul that God gave to Adam left them and divided into all the myriad souls which make up the human community, past, present and future. The bodies changed also and the way we deal with the world also changed. For human beings, after Adam and Eve, the way that we relate to the world is no longer according to sweet and bitter, and that all that is sweet is good and all that is bitter is bad. We can no longer trust our senses not to mislead us. We have to think and consider, weigh up what we've been told, examine past experiences, be influenced by future hopes, before we may decide if something is good or bad. We don't have a natural instinct for good and bad any longer. Medicine that tastes bitter may yet be good for us. Foods of a certain type may be bad for us, yet they are tempting because they are appealing to our sense of taste. The problem of good and bad now becomes more complex. In this day and age, in which all morality is considered equivalent, all behaviours are considered acceptable, the problem is multiplied a thousandfold, and we no longer seem to know even what we mean by good or bad. So what do we mean by good? The first mention of the word good in the Bible is in the phrase, and God saw the light, and it was good. The light is all the goodness that God wants to give us. It's all the love, the pleasantness, the joy, the beauty that awaits us according to the purpose of creation. We cannot receive this goodness if we are acting in a way that separates us from God. So good not only means the content of the light which God wants to give us, it also means acting in a way that is consonant with the way the Holy Blessed One acts. 
in what is called, in the work of Rabbi Ashlag, affinity of form. The light of God is not something newly created, but is an emanation from his own essence. God is described as the good and the one who does good. In Hebrew, Hatov v'hametiv. The psalmist says, The Lord is good to all, and his mercies are on all his works. Because of our separation from God, this good is not always obvious to us. Our ego, which is our will to receive oneself alone, the part of ourselves which stems from the sin of the tree of knowledge, obscures our ability to experience directly the good in the way that Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. Since we have this difficulty, there is a real question in how can we now see God's goodness? The sages tell us that they perceive that God is good. How come they can perceive this and we can't? The reason is that the tzaddik has purified his will to receive for himself alone, and thus has also purified his perception, he's also purified his senses. He can not only think that God is good, or believe that God is good, he actually sees that this is so. How can one attain this perception? The answer to this question goes all the way back to the revelation of God to Moses and the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. In the Zohar, Moses is referred to as the faithful shepherd. But Rabbi Ashak teaches us that we may also read these words, Rea Mehemana, that's the Aramaic for faithful shepherd, as meaning the shepherd of faith. It was he who taught the way of faith to the children of Israel. What does acting in faith mean? It means that I believe in God and in his goodness, no matter what my senses are telling me. Once we left the Garden of Eden, our senses are no longer reliable indicators. When it comes to God, people find this hard. We want to sense God. We want to perceive him directly. We want to feel the love of God and the goodness of God around us. But if God was to give this to us directly, before we had corrected the ego, before we had transformed it into the will to give, the will to be of benefit, when if we were to receive the goodness of God with the vessels of receiving, we would receive ourselves alone. We would become overwhelmed by the light of God. We would be overwhelmed by the love and the beauty. And if we were to receive the light of God with our vessels of receiving, we would, in fact, be doing nothing other than what Adam and Eve did when they received the apple in the Garden of Eden. We are the children of Adam and Eve, and actually we're not separate from them, because we all form together the same one soul that once was given to Adam and Eve. So we also have our part to play, in correcting the mistake of receiving for ourselves alone and transforming it to the will to give. The quality of faith is the quality of giving. We know this. Having faith in someone is giving them a gift. Because even though we don't yet know what will be in the future, 
we have the belief in them that they can fulfill their potential. Having faith in God means constantly giving him the gift that even though we can't sense his love with our senses, we trust that he's running the world in the best possible way. Whether we are secular or religious, the question of how we feel about God is not one that anyone takes lightly, because so much of our consequent behaviour relates to this question, whether it's acknowledged or not. To connect with God, we have to use the medium of faith, taking on trust that our sages' perception and teaching of the love and goodness of God is true, and allow our behaviour to be guided by that. How does this work? Having faith that God is good, both in the general aspect of our lives and in every particular, helps us understand that all the events which affect us are ultimately for our good. It helps us have patience. It enables us to rise to the challenges we are confronted with or we can find our way through. It shows us a decent way to live our lives. The stories that we're reading at the moment on the weekly portions are especially helpful. They're the stories in which God appeared to our fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and these teach us much on the goodness of God. We learn that he visits the sick, that he answers the prayers of the childless, that he has mercy on those who repent, that he hears the cry of the enslaved. In the Torah, brought down by Moses on Mount Sinai, we learn in more detail how we can behave like God and thus come into in affinity of form with him, behaving in a way that is constant with his actions, becoming good and becoming a vessel for the good. We may visit the sick. We may comfort those who mourn. We may befriend those in need. We may teach our children, give joy to a new wedded couple. Since we cannot know by our senses, we need the guide of the Torah to teach us which actions are good and what separates us from him. And we may enact these ideas in actual practice through the mitzvot, which constitute the daily work of carrying out these ideas. Rabbi Horowitz, one of the foremost students of Rabbi Ashlag, wrote that the way a person acts ultimately depends on his feeling. We see that this is true. When we need to react quickly or spontaneously to something, it's at our feelings that guide us. It's at those moments that we tend to shoot from the hip. We react instinctively from our feeling rather than from our thought. So we need to ask the question, if we cannot rely on our feelings because we're no longer in the Garden of Eden, how can we act properly when under stress? We may be able to act well from our principles when we have time to think about them. But ultimately, we do have to understand that our feelings play a tremendous role in our behaviour and in the decisions which affect our lives. So, faith has to not just stay in the mind, in the thought, as a philosophy. We've got to get it right down into our guts, right into our feelings, so our feelings can be guided by that. This works through daily practice. The daily practice of the mitzvot, with as much positive intention as we can muster, day in and day out, 
Acting in accordance with the Torah teaching makes our faith real. It brings our faith down from being up there in the abstract realm of philosophy to the gut, down to our whole being. Then acting with purity and goodness of heart will become a habit. This habit will eventually replace our ego-driven nature, becoming a second nature. Then our faith has become a reality, and we will no longer have to believe that God is good, but like the sages, know that God is good in all our being. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.